We've all got thoughts. I just don't think we're a deep enough podcast for that. We're not this deep, isn't less... we're, we're not deep enough for half the things we talk about. We don't talk about deep things, that's why. Welcome to Hey Brew, a show about beer and storytelling. Each episode, one of us brings the beer and the story, with some kind of link between the two. My name's Elliot. And my name is Mike. And I don't know why I'm speaking in such a low register. This is like BBC Radio Voice Elliot. <laughs> and now for the shipping forecast. Hello, Fran. Is that the second time we did we've that done on the that? last episode? Yes. <laughs> oh no, we've become formulaic. This, well, I mean, the show's got a formula, so yeah. damn. Yeah, fair enough. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what is this? Because uh, we went off tangent. Uh, uh, how's it going? You all right? Uh, yeah. Welcome back to the show tangent. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> um, could you hear that? What was that? Oh, it's wind outside. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't the, know the if the mics mic picked that up. Yeah, no. They, well, they did because we both heard it. What am I yeah, talking about? They picked up enough of it that we were like, wait, what is that? Yeah. Anyway, let's um, keep going. Cool. It's really good audio when there's a small noise in the background and we stare silently at each other with open mouths. Yeah. That's, that's great podcasting. Let me just turn off this ambient noise generator. <laughs> Fun fact. You know who Wayne Rooney is? The footballer? Yes, you do. Yes. Great. Well, I don't know. I don't, it, you're, it, not, you're not into football. No, but he's, he's still well. He's like, you know, out there enough that I've, I've heard of him. I'm aware of who he is. Fair enough. Wayne Rooney can't go to sleep without the sound of a vacuum cleaner. That's weird. It is, isn't it? Like, what is? what would that be associated with? I don't did know. He, did he grow like, up in a vacuum factory? Is his dad Mr. Hoover? Yeah, but he wouldn't have heard anything. No. Nah. 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 No sound in a vacuum? No. No. Um, <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. But I do know people that... Uh, I, I, I like to get to sleep with something on, but like, um, you know, just a little negligee or something. Um, thank you. No, I like to go to sleep to something... Um, yeah, like some people use just like a white noise generator. I was going to say white noise generator is like a thing, yeah. So yeah. maybe it's kind of around that. Yeah. But a vacuum is a very specific, often dissonant kind of sound. Yeah, but he's a very um, he's a very down-to-earth working class man. Is he? Buying a white noise generator, probably not really in that sort of uh, yeah. that wheelhouse. Yeah, a vacuum. Uh, yeah, a vacuum now, is, now, is, is the working class it, white noise generator. Just, I, I want to get off this tangent, but I do want to ask, does he, A have the recorded sound of a vacuum or B, pay someone to vacuum while he goes to sleep. I think he probably just puts a vacuum cleaner on and then goes to just sleep. Just leaves it there. Feels like for his wife and children. Yeah. Um, this will all probably get cut and who knows. Nah. <laughs> no, Let's right. just keep going though. Well, cool. Got any good beer news this week? No. No, I, I haven't either. So. No. I, um, I've had a couple of interesting beers this week, but that's not how we do it. I've not no. been anywhere for beer. I mean, st- we went to Moondog again. We always go to Moondog last again. Week. A week ago. It was last Friday, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the same last week. Sort of. Yeah. We were at work. Oh, Context. Hello, for you Victorian listeners. Enjoying your public holiday? Yeah. That's right. We've got yet another public holiday for a sporting event. Well, no, the sporting event is actually tomorrow. Today is for the parade that precedes the sporting event. Yeah, which is like, it, it, it's literally a tailgate day. Well, the thing is, like, the parade was already happening. They just went, oh, let's give everybody the day off so more people can go to it. And <laughs> people that are skiving anyway well, don't yeah. feel so bad. Yeah. Um, for the record, by the way, when I said tailgate day, I meant in the sense of an American sporting event, not the parade bumper to bumper, 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 bumper which is technically what the parade is i went down there yeah. one year and um it's literally utes that is to say pickup trucks mm. um with dining chairs on taped on yeah. the back yeah and people and the football players just sat in those dining chairs it's the lowest rent parade i've ever seen in my life yeah. it's so good yeah. it's so australian i would yeah quality yeah who's the money on for tomorrow i mean probably richmond i'd rather richmond than yeah. some out of towners he said, xenophobically. <laughs> Not from here, neither yeah. of us. But it's a, it's a Victorian game, isn't it? So. Well, it's also at the MCG. Like, yeah. There's going to be a bigger Richmond crowd, I would say. It, it's going to be a fortress of Richmond tomorrow. Yeah. They gave away two tickets at work. Really? Yeah. Like two people really who were there. good tickets. Yeah, yeah, a raffle at work. Yeah. And one of the guys won um, from the SBS team. And those tickets are worth like a grand each, definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good tickets. Yeah, good on your work. That was nice of you. Anyway. Yeah. What are we doing oh, today me. on the show? Belching down the microphone, apparently. Yeah, I haven't even started drinking the beer yet. No. Today, folks, we are going to be drinking kaiju beer again. Another kaiju beer because I really quite like them. Yeah. Kaiju Gears Mutation Program Four Hyperborea Hazy. Mm. Um, I like that name. First of all, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of their mutation series. It's basically just like they're doing some some weird experimental brews. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the first one I think I've had of theirs. Yeah, I had one. It was either number one or two out of the series. It was like mm. a passion fruit guava session ale, and it was yeah, she's actually delightful. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy about this, and this is going to sound like 
I know we try not to be beer wankery, but here we go. <clears throat> I'm really glad they're doing this because I think Kaiju do a lot of really good, decent beers, mm. and they really do. And but they've had that that core range for such a long time now without doing anything new or exciting. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're doing this. I was thinking about this just the well, other they've, week, they've and then like, this appeared. So yeah, they've like, been slowly adding beers to their sort of standard range. That is true, actually. Yeah. Um, but this this is yeah smaller batches. Mm. They're able to experiment more different flavors and things like that. I would also add that their their standard range is pretty pretty good, interesting as well. It's yeah. not like here's a pale ale, here's a lager. It's like they do a hoppy pilsner, they do a hoppy red, they do yeah big IPAs. They do the uh, was it the Cthulhu on the Moon? Is yeah, the black called? IPA. Yeah. yeah, episode I want to say know. five. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, oh, this is this is it. We've got a back catalog now. Yeah. Start referring. We can to refer it. to ourselves. It's very much like the Rolling Stones <laughs> in that respect. Uh, yeah, sure. And all the drinking. I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that I look ancient. Yeah. So tell me more about this beer before we... Uh, <laughs> just, thanks, getting back on track. Before we fall down a pit. Uh, just some context today, listeners. Elliot is a little hungover. Yeah. And um, referring to himself in the third person, which I'm not familiar with. I do it quite a bit. Do you? Yeah. I the thought beer. It, I thought the beer. The beer. Talk yeah. about the beer. Sorry. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is that's why I keep you on tangents. Uh-huh. Because my brain is fried. Yeah. So... I don't know what to talk about this beer. It uses an experimental hop, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. In the time of Crom. Oh my God, that's a Conan reference. Wow. Your favorite. I love Conan the Barbarian. I know. We've we discussed it on the show. <laughs> um, in the time of Crom, a race born with the spirit of storm grew undisturbed by man to ungodly proportions. There's a little bit of Cthulhu vibe to that. Well. In terms of the language. Well, Mike, we'll maybe see a little more about that language will we we might should we should we pour this beer out and then we can actually talk about how it tastes into your new glasses let's i'm gonna pop that towards the uh camera there camera lovely can-shaped glasses yeah and i don't know if you know this about us listeners but we do love cans we do oh that was a crisp one (laughs) (laughs) oh we hung out too much yep you know it doesn't just just doesn't sound as good when it's not from a bottle on the mic it's not bad but okay i can smell this like quite, quite off the bat. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I thought you were holding it out for me to smell oh, then. I was just like, I've my got own. my own. Because <laughs> no, when you put it back, you like put it like on your mat, which is in my direction. Yeah, I yeah. corner of my eye. I thought you were like here. It's like no, no. There's one right here. It's fine. Mm. Hold my dick. That smells amazing. Yeah, it's very kind of citrus but hoppy smell so I use the phrase "hold my dick" quite a bit. You do, and I just wish I had put a bigger gap between "hold my dick." That smells amazing. <laughs> Please hold my dick. That smells amazing. Yes. Um. Hold my dick. Full stop. That smells amazing. Yes. No, that's still not better. I was going to say hold my dick. Colon. That smells amazing. That's worse. We're going to cut this whole bit. No. <laughs> okay, maybe not. The smell anyway. of my colon is not going to make it into the show. Probably not. How's the beer, Mike? Let's find out. It smells actually incredible. It's like so. There's a really kind of quite sweet nose to it, in my opinion, from those from those fruity fruity hops. Yeah, I was going to say like there's a decent sort of citrus smell to it I, oh I can't like nail down any particular fruit that it smells like but it's no okay so um from top to bottom no god no that sounds wanky from the very beginning yes. to the end of the flavor i got so i got like ever so slight um like tangy fruitiness and yeah, then was it was like say, that grassy earthy hop and then it was through to nice bitter. sort of after i drank it it kind of went through that transition of like mm. yeah it's kind of sweet and fruity and then it got a little bit tangy in the middle there yeah um in the in the aftertaste i'm that's that's delicious that's complex yeah um i like the bitter aftertaste yeah like right on the tip of the tongue there mm. yeah oh man yeah this beer is great mm. fuck i wish i hadn't brought just two yeah i had quite a lot of them in the shop i might have to get some more yeah so uh hazy india pale ale so yeah which makes a lot of sense yeah it feels like it's somewhere between an ipa and a new england ipa yeah. like it's not all the way down that road into mm. like big hazy fruity flavors and it is nicely hazy as yeah. well. Lovely. Um, I use the word honey quite a lot to yeah. describe it, but like it a lot like, of beers yeah. that I drink look like honey. Yeah. Um, the, but the, it's it's a delightful color. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit blown away. I really like yeah, this I'm, beer. I'm not sure what, like, does it say which hops they're actually using in this? No, so I think this is the thing, is that this is one of the... Because you said experimental hop, but it doesn't uh, actually say on here what that I, is. You know, I thought it was. Okay. Maybe I made it that might up. Be. Um, but the... Whatever the hoppers they're using, like it's coming through quite strong. Mm. Um, well, the hop flavors are massive, both, both in the smell and the taste. Yeah, it's almost that kind of resin, that resinous kind of yeah 
flavor on the tongue. Yeah, I really like it. That's um, that's very kaiju though. Everything they do is quite heavy on the hops, yeah. and, and I'm a I'm a hop beer guy. To be perfectly honest with you, like if I had yeah. to choose a style of beer, like I love a milk stout. Yeah. You know, I like anything on nitro. Nitro red's amazing. I love, 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 love sours. Mm. Um, but if I had to choose a kind of beer, India Pale Ale, like I know it's the most basic bitch of all yeah, the but like craft a hot, beers. But one with like a strong hot flavor. Yeah, like yeah. a big American IPA, like yeah. fucking West Coast style. Ugh, I've I've killed me. I've swung a bit in that direction in the last few weeks as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it was that beer is going to go down very quickly. Heard it here first, <laughs> heard it here first folks. Mike is now a swinger. <laughs> that's rubbish uh, anyway sorry um yeah that's wicked I, I, let's let's sip on that as mm. we um as we work our way through the uh, through the show mm-hmm. so today mike we're going to be talking about because it's actually not a very subtle link this time mm-hmm. we're going to talk about kaiju not the brewery, but the beasts. Oh. <laughs> that's Mike's best impression of a kaiju, you know, facially as well. So, <laughs> so interestingly, that's why I thought that was quite interesting with the, um, uh, in the spirit of the storm, grew undisturbed by man to ungodly proportions mm-hmm. from the cat. I thought yes. it was quite relevant. Um, not really, but a bit. Kaiju being giant monsters. Am I, am they I right? are, Mike. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's honestly about as much as I know. I've never seen any of them. You've never seen one in the wild? Well, I've never seen the movies is what I was going to say. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Because um, I was going to be like, well, I've seen one in the wild. No, I have no, no idea. No. <laughs> so, kaiju, uh, Mike, is a Japanese word meaning strange beast. Ooh. Yes, indeed. Okay. They first sort of became famous in the 1950s uh, with mm-hmm. Japanese movies. Um, was it like its own genre? It is, yes. Okay. Um, and the, they were also sort of featured in, in a bit of a wider genre of like um, action series as well, stuff sure. like that. Um, the most famous kaiju of all is... Godzilla. Fantastic, yes. So the most famous kaiju of all is Godzilla. Um, other notable kaiju include... Uh, and they're all kind of from the same mythos, mm. for a better word. And if you've seen the latest Godzilla movie... You'll recognize these names. Uh, Mothra. And Mothra. Mothra. Mm-hmm. Rodan. And King Ghidorah. Right. Is King Kong part he, of he is, yeah. this stuff? Because like, I was listening to something and they were talking about like the King Kong and Godzilla current like cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, There's some name for it that I'm forgetting in the moment. I actually just think it's uncreatively called the Monsters Universe. Great. Yeah, yeah brilliant. It's, well, it's easy to find. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> what? What am I going to call this universe full of monsters? It's like, hang on. I think we can break early for lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You got an answer for me? Yeah. Why don't we call it... Monsters. Ooh. Yes. Lunch. You're promoted. <laughs> also, you're buying lunch. You are now uh, my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Hand over your company credit card and gun. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that... Anyway. Um, uh, that's a self reference. It's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Garrison. We're going to have to let you go. Fine. I guess you'll want my badge and my gun. You're a teacher. Why do you have a gun? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the word kaiju. Oh, no. Is, oh, so I can keep it. <laughs> it just, oh, yeah. uh, so the word kaiju originates from a Chinese text called the. Uh, okay. So I. I do you best? No, I, so I do speak a uh, bit of Chinese, as you know. Um, hmm. I live there Do you there speak for that long. exact phrase? Uh, well, yeah, because I wrote it down. Oh, good. Um, but I just realized that I hadn't practiced it, and my pronunciation of tones was never amazing even when I was in China. So I'm going to have a couple of attempts at this. Why don't you put a little marker in there, just in case we need to uh, cut it. So, so, yeah, it's a Chinese text called the Shanghai Jing. Okay. Yep, I'm working on that. Okay. Okay. So the, the, the word kaiju originates from a Chinese text called the Shanghai Jing. Okay. Um, and thank you. I'm quite pleased with that, actually. That, yeah. that sounded all right. Like, and someone who speaks Mandarin will be happy to follow up with me and tell me how bad that is. Yeah. But it's a, um, a, a, a an ancient Chinese text, a very old Chinese text, um, which in English... How old is it? Well, in English, it's called the Classic of Mountains and Sea, which I will probably be referring to it as from now on. Okay. Or maybe I'll just keep calling it the book. <laughs> um, the, the good book, please. <laughs> Um, the big book of monsters. I've recently come across the phrase, the biblical, the, the, the sword, which means the Bible. In what sense? That's, Christians are mad. I mean, yeah, they did the whole. It's cru- like a Baptist thing. They did thing. the whole crusade thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different story. The holy sword, it's the Bible. Mm. Anyway, so the text was uh, seemingly written 
because we're not 100 percent sure and by mm. we i mean scholars people. yeah scholars maintain that uh, it people, was written in people who read old books yeah old chinese books mm. i'm about to say old chinese people that read books that's not the same thing no uh, so the text was seemingly written in about 400 BC. That's quite an old book. It's decent. It's older than The Shining. Yes. It's older than Mr. Nice. Yes, it is. Um, and it's a fantastical account of the geography, flora, and fauna of pre-Qin Dynasty China. Okay. Um, uh, so it includes collections of, sort of Chinese mythology. Uh, it's basically considered to be the essential... Oh, sorry, an essential text if you are studying ancient Chinese religion. Sure. Or any kind of ancient uh, Asian yeah, religion Yeah, just imagine like... Chinese religion sort of built on this as a foundational sort of text. Yeah. Right? So this this it's like, it's, it's like if you look through like Christian mythology, a lot of it you can trace back through like paganism like, and stuff yeah like that. Re- religion in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, it's like a lot of Chinese religion, from my understanding, was sort of built around a lot of folk religions. Mm. And this era of China, obviously being so long ago, didn't have a hegemony. Or mm. a uh, cohesiveness uh, that China in this day and age, especially, yeah. has. So, and it's an insanely diverse country even now. Mm. Um, so back then, the lack of communication, etc., meant that it was even more weirdly sort of diverse. Mm. Weirdly is not a nice word to use for this, but you know what I mean. It was, yeah. it was very, very unusual. It was more like, like fractured. And, yes. Yeah. So it's very unusual to have like a, a lot of overlap and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is like an essential text for sort of tracing back ancient Chinese religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, early scholars referred to the book as a bestiary and assumed it was actually accurate and not full yeah. of mythological beasts such as nine-tailed foxes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you like, if you were to look at the history of animals and go, oh yeah, there were dinosaurs. Sure, there might have been dragons mm. or stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, like when people first discovered this book, they were like, not even when they first discovered it. I mean, like when this book was first made. Mm. The people read it like an encyclopedia. Mm. Like they didn't know they didn't, it was didn't know better. Yeah, they didn't, didn't didn't know it was mythological creatures. Yeah, they so they were know, like, "Oh, they, these things exist." They didn't know shit about the world. They're like, oh, it, "It could be true." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so after the forced isolation of Japan ended, uh, the Sakoku, um, which I can sort of explain, Japan sort of forced itself into an isolated state and kind of like closed off its borders okay. to pretty much anyone and. Um, it wasn't until basically uh, an American um, naval fleet turned up full of gunboats that they opened their borders again. <laughs> open it's, up, open up, or else. Well, basically, they, apparently they turned up and they were like, "Who would like to trade with you?" And Japan was like, "No, we're like for isolationists and looking after the Sorry, Japanese." Sorry, you misunderstood. We would like to trade our bullets for you opening the door. Well, that's it. They, they came back and they <laughs> yeah. basically said, "Your borders are open." Yeah, because they came back with like a whole flotilla, and Japan was like, "Welcome to Japan." Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of mad era. But anyway, Sakoku ended and the term kaiju started being used to refer to legendary creatures uh, in Japan and dinosaurs, since you mentioned dinosaurs. Yeah. You're using them kaiju for that. Yep. Um, so contrary to popular belief, kaiju aren't actually a part of Japanese folklore. People kind of assume that they are a... Um, well, I think in Western culture, because you, like, I would probably have associated that with Godzilla mm. and gone, oh, that came from Japan, therefore... It's a Japanese thing. Well, I mean, it is, but it's well, not. It's no, not I mean, like, like an, the kaiju side of things, like the the whole concept. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so th- that is certainly the case. I mean, it is. It is. Mm. Ja- you know, a purely Japanese thing and all this sort of stuff. But they're not kaiju. Aren't like a representative of things like that we that they yeah. had in the past. Like, yeah. so like our monster movies and shit tend to be ancient folklore things. Mm. So like vampires. Yeah. Like the mummy. I'm thinking about universal monsters here, you know, werewolves. Mm. All these are like old folk religion-y things of Europe. They didn't have... that. Kaijus didn't come from that. Right, okay. I get you. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain that concept, but like I was... Yeah, I don't want people to think like, oh, like they come from... The idea comes from an ancient Japanese idea or anything like that. It's Mm. not true at all. It was invented in the 50s. Okay. Um, So, first kaiju made their appearance on... In the film... Genshi Kaiju ga Arawaderu. Sure. Fantastic. Uh, which is English, uh, sorry, it's Japanese for An Atomic Kaiju Appears, which was the, actually the Japanese title of the film The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Okay. So that was that was the first kaiju movie. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, the beast in question? Uh, the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, that's what it's called. It's like oh. a big fish monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. what I was looking for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and um, the first sort of readily accepted 
movie where they would sort of apply the kaiju idea was, of course, Godzilla. Yeah. Now, yes, Japanese for Godzilla is Gojira. Um, I'm going to be calling him Godzilla yeah. because I would feel like a if I called it. Um, I've done it again. I would feel like a prick if I called him Gojira. Mm-hmm. It's like those people that you talk to and they're like, uh, oh, so where did you go on holiday? They're like, oh, I went to Paris. Like, fuck you. It's Paris. We speak yeah, English. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I can see it both ways, but I know what yeah. you mean. Well, they don't do it for any other place. Uh, this is actually a thing that annoys me. My, young, uh, my brother and I had this conversation once, and he called it Paris. I was like, you don't call Rome Roma. You don't call, you know. Florence Firenze. Yeah. yeah. So don't fucking do it with Paris because I w- you I think would, it sounds good. I would do it while in the country because it would probably help you talk to the local people. Yeah. If I was speaking, say, French. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah. Also, I'm really glad that you jumped in with Florence and Firenze because couldn't think of another one. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for that. Um, Napoli. Naples. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. So, Gorgia, no, I'm joking. Godzilla came out in uh, 1954 and it was essentially, um, it was actually made as like a bit of a stopgap for um, Toho, Toho Studios. Uh, there's a guy there called um, Tomoyuki Tanaka. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was kind of a stopgap for him. Meaning in, what? Uh, so, um, basically he needed to make another movie and make some more money. Oh, so okay. he made Godzilla. That's, that's kind of like how Final Fantasy started. Is it? So fi- the Final Fantasy, the first Final Fantasy video game, the word final, they made it because it was their last shot at making money. Mm. And then it blew, did hear this. it blew up and now they've made like 20 or 30 of them. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and they they wish they could stop. You know, I was literally about to tell you they've made about 15 because there's Final Fantasy 15, yeah, but then there's also loads these, of spinoffs. There's all the offshoots. There's like, Done me. There's like 10 2. There's all these weird yeah. other ones. It's 12. Pronounce 12. No, it's, it's <laughs> I know, I know, 10 I know. 2, but they use Roman numerals for some reason. Well, no, they use one Roman numeral, one, one Arabic numeral. It's very fucking yeah, annoying. Yeah. Um, Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, similar sort of like stopgap idea. They were just yeah. like, we need money. Pretty, yeah, pretty Whoops. much. Yeah. Now we've got a lot of it and we have a thing to build forever. Well, it's fucking worked because Toho yeah. Studios are the distribution network in Japan for Akira Kurosawa's movies and all of the Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, okay. Studio Ghibli I've Jeff definitely heard of. Hey, uh, you surely you've seen some Ghibli. I've, I've never. Oh, right. Fair no. right. I've not seen much, but... Yeah. Oh, it's really good, man. Who was the first one? Because I feel like I've heard that name before. Akira Kurosawa. He is yeah. considered to be one of the greatest um, movie makers of all time. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the quintessential Japanese movie maker. He wrote Seven Samurai and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, look, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. I don't know if he wrote Seven Samurai, by the way. He definitely directed it. I don't know many Kurosawa movies, but his movie direction and the movies he directed yeah. have inspired he's... Western... I mean, fucking Quentin Tarantino and the yeah, likes. Yeah, I was going to say, he must be prolific enough. Because me, someone who's never seen a Japanese movie really ever... I know that name. I don't want to sound like a massive weeb, mate, but you are missing out. Yeah, no, I... Uh, okay. I have seen one recently. Uh, it was part Oh, of, is this going to be Grot? No. Okay, cool. Uh, so it was part no, of, I like, mean, mm. the Melbourne International Film Festival uh, maybe last year or the year before. Yeah, right on. Um, it was called Tampopo. That means a bell. It was a, a movie from, like, the 80s, I think, about, like, this woman who owned a ramen shop that was not doing very well, and these dudes just showed up, and, like, the whole movie is them teaching her how to make better ramen because that is her goal. And then there's like, there's a B plot and a C plot and there's all these weird stories going on in the background, but they keep going back to them. It's hilarious. That sounds wicked. Yeah, no, it's great. But the thing they did for the film festival, because it was like the first time they'd done like a 4K remaster of the film. Yeah, right on. And they served us ramen before the movie started. Oh, you started. told me that. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking great. That's a 4D experience if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Into it. Um, so hang on. Have you, have you seen any anime movies? Have you seen uh, Akira? No. That's no. good. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I've, both I've, times I've watched it, I've been not in the right place to watch it. So I didn't really yeah. understand it necessarily. I've watched like a few animes over the years, but I've never watched movies. Really. Oh, there's some great ones, man. Yeah. We should we should, um, should have a movie night sometime. Yeah. I never watch movies, so I need an excuse to watch some movies. Yeah. So uh, essentially, uh, Tomoyuki saw how popular the Hollywood giant monster movies were, such mm. as King Kong and The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Yeah. And from that, he created Godzilla. Um. It's pretty sort of well known that Godzilla takes some inspiration from the Japanese uneasiness and fear around nuclear weapons, uh, sp- okay. atomic weapons yeah. specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially post World War Two. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, um, but specifically, like around this time, those fears had reemerged because of the um, <clears throat> Daigo Fukuyuru Maru. Okay. Yep. What does that mean? Um, that is Lucky Dragon Five. It was a boat, and oh. uh, it's a Japanese tuna fishing boat with a crew of twenty-three. That was contaminated by nuclear fallout from the United States Castle Bravo Thumo nuclear weapon test at Bikini Atoll. 
1954. Yeah. Thankfully, all 23 of them recovered. Oh. But um, yeah, they were contaminated by a weapons test, which is which was pretty horrifying. Yeah. And, and, and this is, you know, 1939, 1945, excuse me. Um, this is nine years after the Second World War ended, nine years yeah. after the bomb dropped. And 23 people turn up from back from come back from sea. Yeah radiated irradiated yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like people were suddenly very uneasy again so this, yeah. this movie played on that i, I could see it because like having not seen any of the godzilla movies but like being aware of them like it emerges from the sea right it does yeah yeah so there's there's some parallels there of like this unknown invisible evil that comes out of the ocean there sure is yeah um so you mentioned you'd never seen a godzilla movie i actually have never seen anything other than the 1998 um i think Oh, like the first Hollywood one? Yeah, I was going to say Matthew Broderick. Well, modern Hollywood. I can't remember who's in it. Um, Jean Reno's in it. He's, yeah. I like Jean Reno. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, actually, I have a feeling that Jean Reno recently got implicated in the Me Too thing, so maybe I don't like Jean Reno anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, apart from that one, I haven't seen any Godzilla movies either. I really yeah. w- would have liked to have taken some time out and watched a couple of Koji movies, but like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you got other things to do. I've got a lot on. Yeah. <laughs> like, this episode has taken like three attempts to get you yeah. know, written, so yeah. fucked. Look, minimal, minimal amount of research yeah. each week. Yeah. As little as possible. Yeah. Anyway, so from this um, sort of uh, incident happening, Tomoyuki put together a team which brought about the con- concept of a radioactive giant creature from the depths of the ocean, and that was Godzilla. Yeah. So there are actually a few different types of kaiju, and um, I'm going to sort of like typify them now. Okay. So this is, this is our best area of kaiju. Hmm. <laughs> you're just like right okay yeah I was, wait, I, was really... waiting, I was waiting for you to begin the best area okay i thought you were over the end of the sentence no okay so kaiju are giant sci-fi and fantasy creatures as we know mm-hmm. um and they can be antagonistic protagonistic or neutral so usually they're a force of nature so good bad or nothing yeah so when they're neutral it's it's they are yeah just force of nature usually yeah um, so Godzilla at various points has been all three of these roles. He's been a good guy, bad guy, and oh. like just okay. Wild. I'm, I'm wondering what they did to get Godzilla on their side. Uh, bribery. Yeah. What would you bribe Godzilla with? Uh, a lot of cows to eat. Uh, you think he's a? Um, you think he's a, a not a fish kind of guy? No, I just think he would eat anything to spite us. <laughs> like, oh, you eat these? No, I eat these. You just see him taking like food out of people's plates no he's just like lifting mcdonald's outlets wholesale out of the ground and eating them i would like the idea that he just lifts them out of the ground and it's just like well you can't have it yeah you can't have it like <laughs> i'm not gonna eat it but i don't want you to eat it yeah like actually you know they, yeah godzilla's uh actually, kind of an asshole yeah, no he's being pretty good he's, he's thinking what? about our heart health you know yeah you know what we've really misjudged this guy maybe yeah. he is a good guy and he's like god oh, damn it yeah so that's actually how they classified him as a good guy they didn't bribe him he was just destroying maccas and they were like you know what western western <laughs> influence on japanese culture has grown too much but godzilla you're right yeah godzilla, just, godzilla is a force of the public health sector yeah he's also slightly xenophobic <laughs> godzilla the massive racist as we all know um <laughs> what is wrong with us fuck knows man um so God Hitler. Um, let's talk about. Sorry, no, Mike. we're not doing that. I almost spat beer all over oh, your I also, computer. I also don't want the phrase "God Hitler." No. Oh no. Godzilla's been a um, good guy, antagonist, a protagonist, and a neutral uh, agent, I guess, mm. uh, at various points throughout his history. Um, some other famous of the kaiju, uh, as I mentioned earlier, include Rodan, who is a giant flying reptilian creature. Uh, he's got a head resembling a pteranodon and huge leathery wings. Uh, he, he... <laughs> leathery wings? What do you want from me? They're leathery. I, I, for some reason, I was just picturing it in a leather jacket when you said that. <laughs> yeah, right on. Fair enough. It's like Snape um, in a leather jacket. I don't know why I went for Snape. That's uh, I kind like of a weird it. thing to say. I like it. Yeah. It's a um, good image. Yeah. Goth oh, Snape. Alan Rickman's dead. I forgot. Oh, um, that sounded like an accusation. Oh, Alan Rickman's dead. What a jerk. Oh, get him. <laughs> if you weren't dead, I'd kill you. In 40 years time, I'm coming for you. Um, so Rodan has these big leather jacket wings. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, it, I mean, when I say he has a head resembling a pteranodon, they basically just made a fucking pteranodon. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, it's uh, what was it called? Uh, original content, do not steal. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fair use. Oh, yeah. Creative Commons. Because <laughs> the, the fucking... Uh, the trademark on dinosaurs ran out yeah. long, it's, long ago. It's into the public domain. It's fair use. 
Well, I mean, I guess so. They were around before they copyright. Were actually yeah. A thing. Um, so yeah, um, basically, it's big Tyrannodon. and initially he was an antagonistic creature as well. Rodan eventually became uh, an ally of Godzilla, which is a strange sentence in itself. Yeah. And they would often team up together to to protect Fight crime. Well, <laughs> to protect the planet. So you weren't that far off. Fight, Space crime. Yeah, fight planet crime. Yeah. Planet-based violence. So, Omicron. Yeah, or Captain Planet. Wait, is Unicron? I don't know anything about Transformers. One of them was a planet. Yeah. I think Omicron... Oh, wait, Omicron is where Lur is from in um, Futurama. Okay. I am Lur. I'm the planet Omicron Percy I-8. That's it. Yes. Um, great character. Mm. So Rodan uh, has a very distinctive roar, which has actually become synonymous with him and a bit of his sort of Please trademark. Please tell me you're going to imitate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so my, right, the line in my head went like this. Rodan has a very distinctive roar, which has become synonymous with him and a bit of a trademark. And here's a clip. And I was going to get us to put that in. Now you do it. And when you said, please tell me your, and I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, put it in. And I was like, I am. And then you told me to imitate it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you to replicate that. That's no, no, fucked. No. I'm willing. I'm willing to give it a shot. All right. So it starts out with like a strange squeal, which I'm going to use. I mean, I, the thing is, I'm going to have to use like three different parts of my body to make this. Three different parts of my face to make this. So like, <laughs> what? So like, it's going to sound really disjointed. But the first bit's like, yeah. It's like, hang on. <laughs> and then it goes. Then it goes. Do you think? I don't think that was even remotely was close. Say, do you think you could somehow do those all one after another? No, because one of them is an inhale, one of them is a an exhale, and the other part uses a different part of my throat. So I don't think ah, I could okay. just transition. Hang on. Know what the roar sounds like? I don't know, but I really enjoyed watching your face while you did that. Thank God it's not filmed. Oh. Anyway. Hang on, let me listen to it again. I wonder if I can do it. It's a lot more like throaty and guttural so, in, that, in that second half. I'll be honest with you, I'm fairly happy with that. Yeah. Um, Should we go back to the story now before you read the YouTube comments on that video? Yeah, I was trying to see if I could see, because it does tell me where how they made it, and I, I don't fucking it's remember. It's probably like a bunch of voice samples overlaid on top of each other. Yeah, you're not fucking wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's Rodan's Roar, apparently, by mm. Elliot. Yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, moving on from Rodan, we have Mothra. Mothra was actually a pretty famous one. I've heard of that. Um, can you guess what kind of creature Mothra re- resembles? Ooh. Is it a moth? Banana slug. Unlucky. <laughs> uh, it is a moth. It's an airborne hagfish. <laughs> did you ever go look up the hagfish? No, I did not. Uh, that's going to happen later. <laughs> um, so Mothra, obviously a big uh, big moth type creature, mm-hmm. um, is depicted as sentient lava or moth, excuse me. Uh, usually two miniature female humanoids ride Mothra and speak on her behalf. Oh. That's kind of cool. Okay. Um, Have they been like vetted? indoctrinated somehow into some like fucking spell the moth is putting on? Uh, so I think it's like a psychic link of some kind, okay. but I like the fact that you went indoctrinated and as a joke, I went vetted and it turned out kind of accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I believe they have some kind of psychic link. Mothra is mostly seen as a fairly heroic character and oh. protects Earth okay. or protects Japan. So Mothra versus Godzilla, basically. Spot on. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we have uh, what well, probably one of my favorites, just because it's kind of mad. King Ghidorah. Yes. Um, an armless, which I think is a great way to describe anyone as an opening. Wow. An armless, yep. bipedal, golden-scaled, bat-winged dragon with three heads and two tails. Which says to wow. me they had lots of leftover parts, yeah. but not enough leftover parts. It's like uh, I don't know when you were a kid. Did you have like a big box of Legos that were basically the combination of a bunch of sets that you'd bought over yeah, time? Yeah, and then you just had I mean, like we a call bunch- it Lego, not well, Legos, because we're not bastards like yes, Americans. Sorry, sorry, go um, on. But then you sorry, basically- I take quite strongly yeah, about that. No, you, you're right. I just misspoke. Um, but then you would just like end up with these random bits that you're combining together. Oh hell yeah! It feels a bit like that. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so well, that that was King Ghidorah. I was like, well, what's left in the parts bin? It's like, well, we got three heads. Oh, okay, cool. Have we got uh, three tails? No. No. We got two tails. We could give it one tail. No, just give it two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, well. Uh, you got any arms? No. Fresh out. Out of arms. Two legs. So, yeah. Well, how's it going to... St- no, do you know what? We'll, we'll let the costume guys deal with that. Yeah. And um, got some wings. Got some, got some bat wings. We yeah, can chuck course. that on there. And then... Um, 
I guess like a greeny brownie hide. Like, ooh, I only got I got gold paint left. <laughs> right. This is going to be one very silly creature. It's like, yeah. oh, they'll fucking lap yeah. it up. Let's and just let's just shoot it in black and white. No one will know the difference. Tomoyaki's super lazy. He's like, these people will fucking lap up anything I do. Don't yeah. you worry about it, boys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> casting aspersions on his person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, King Ghidorah has a fairly varied origin story over the years, including the one we just told. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the part's been the origin yeah. story? <laughs> um, so, he is... Um, Depicted at points as an extraterrestrial planet-killing dragon. Um, so wow. he'd probably be so pretty good at large. the planet crime stuff. And probably quite large. Planet vigilante. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's a fairly, fairly decent size. Saying that, um, Alduin was meant to be the world eater. He's pretty small. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a metaphor. Um, he's also depicted as a genetic engineered monster from the future, which, Ooh. yeah, I'm into. That's cool. So time-traveling, world-destroying dragon bat thing. Yeah. Yeah. You made that sound so much cooler than King Ghidorah, which is a pretty fucking sick name. Yeah. Oh, hang on. You say king. Was there a crown? No. How do you know it's a king? Right of succession. What is it it the king of? Divine right of succession. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Um, King of fucking monsters, yeah. Actually, he wasn't. Godzilla's literally just been named king of monsters in the latest movie. Godzilla, king of monsters. the, the The parts bin theory that we came up with, I then had the thought in my head, Chaotic creationism. Mm. Mm. I was just thinking parts bin might contain crowns, mm. but like three Burger King crowns, just yeah. two Burger King crowns. So one of the heads is, does not get one. Yeah. And they thought, no, we want it to be even. So no one gets one. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> Listen, if you can't have it, you can't share, then no one gets it. No, you can have two tails for three heads, but that's the best we can do. <laughs> Who is this conversation with at know. this point? It's, um, it's the parents of King Ghidorah holding back its toys. Queen can't behave. So hang on. The now dead King Ghidorah Senior and yeah. the Queen Mother Ghidorah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, just trying to get, again, the right of succession. Oh, then again, he could have abdicated. What are we doing? You okay. royalist. Yeah. Um, so uh, as well as that, he's also depicted as a guardian monster of ancient Japan. So basically, like, the amount of movies and shit they churned out, they could basically wreck on the crap out of it every yeah. time. Like, it didn't really matter. Yeah. You just um, change the origin story and suddenly they're a good guy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, it, again, like... It was the 50s, and they were busting these things out. Yeah, but out. also, like, if you go back through, for example, the Marvel comic universe, there's, like, all these different timelines and universes and all this crazy stuff that happens. It's true. Um, so People's origin stories tend to be the same, though. Not necessarily. Um, depends on... I, like, I'm not super familiar with it, but I know that there are, like, versions of characters that are good or evil, depending on which storyline you're looking at. Yeah, but... Um, and, and a lot of like, what-ifs and stuff, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but then they would have different origin stories, I'm pretty sure. I'm not an expert. Let's continue. I like I like comic books. Yeah. I should read more. Um I should read more. Full stop. Yeah. Okay. Another another great one which I um I'm quite into is Mecha Godzilla. Oh, I think I've heard this before, but Yeah. I mean again, probably guess what that is, but um so Mecha Godzilla is a uh robot version of Godzilla. No way. But an extraterrestrial robot version of Godzilla, Ooh. which this makes it even cooler. Uh, it's obviously like this is a super wacky time they were just yeah. like what is he he's robot version it's like from space like yeah fucking put it in of course put it down yeah um, and in the initial outing excuse me he was uh, an extraterrestrial uh, in the initial outing excuse me he was the extraterrestrial robot version of Godzilla yeah. and later he was retconned as a man-made weapon to oh. defend Japan did they did they like add robot parts to the actual Godzilla or did they make a robot version of it no check this he was a man-made weapon to defend Japan against Godzilla attack right so yeah okay yeah um, also I like the idea that like later retconned as a man-made weapon like previously he was an organic robot yeah he just, he just spawned yeah cyborg Godzilla yeah. is what that should have been in that case no yeah no yeah cyborgs are like part human organic and mechanical yeah but no but what i'm saying he's not he's all mechanical but yeah. like this one yeah. says he's like man-made yeah yeah, yeah. in the retcon so like i like that in the original one he was born as a small robot and grew <laughs> <laughs> like like future armor like they have babies like the yeah. robots have kids and stuff it's pretty weird um anyway so yeah um along with king Ghidorah, uh mecha godzilla is considered Sorry. to be i don't mean to interrupt but you keep saying king Ghidorah, and i keep thinking king gizzard and the lizard wizard yeah, sick. I also don't know if it's pronounced Ghidorah or anything. Also, uh, there's got to be a metal band called King Ghidorah. Probably. And if there's not... There is one called Gojira. Yeah, there is, I yeah. I think they're French. I think they're playing a festival in Australia soon. Yeah. 
Um, if there's not one, can we make one and have someone on Fiverr do us one of those really brutal metal? Um, yes, quite easily. Fantastic. Let's continue with the story. I might do that after the show anyway. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, he, he and King, he and Mechagodzilla are considered to be Godzilla's arch nemesis, arch enemies. Okay. I, at this point, also looked at the difference between an enemy and a nemesis, and I found that was quite interesting. I'm not going to go into it. I just thought I'd tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I, what you just said is, I read something. <laughs> End of sentence. And there's no way to prove I didn't. Nope. Um, and the last one I want to go through, just because it's a bit fucking mad, is uh, Daimajin. Or Daimajin, sorry. Daimajin. Um, hmm. Which probably means large margin. And I think margin is like... Margin boo. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's like a god or a spirit or something. Yeah, okay. I actually don't know. I, um, just, I, I did d- look at what margin means and I forgot. Yeah. Um, unlike Nemesis and Enemy, which I definitely looked up. Yep. Um, so <laughs> Daimajin was a giant stone samurai who Ooh. in his initial outing was first was half buried in a mountain and awakened... Wait, half buried as in half of him was just sticking out of the ground? Yeah. Which half? I really hope he was upside down and yeah, his legs, legs were sticking first. out. Yeah, I'm glad that we were on the same page there. <laughs> I, was, um, I was thinking that all like half split down the middle. So <laughs> he's just like waving and kicking with one side of his body. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Daimajin is a giant stone samurai half buried in a mountain and awakens to take vengeance on a scheming warlord at the behest of a priestess. Um, his rage overflows. He starts killing everyone in the town yes. until uh, the protagonist of the movie, uh, a woman, um, her tears land on his feet. And then what happens? I guess he calms down. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my socks are soaked. Yeah. Ah. yeah oh, now I'm going to have to go do laundry. Ah. Ah. So, yeah, that's I didn't that's... bring a, a change of socks. <laughs> so, that, those are kaiju. And then you have Daikaiju, which are the great kaiju. Okay. And I apologize, by the way, for my strange sort of accent that I put on every time I put a Japanese word out there. Um, so I hope that that's not offending anyone Japanese. I don't know we're, anyone Japanese. We're, we're, we do our oh, best. Ken. We do our best. Yeah. Uh, so Daikaiju are the great kaiju, and the term is kind of pretty nebulous. Um, but it generally means those with the greatest power. Okay. Um, and the three great kaiju are Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra. They're like the oh, most powerful okay. kaiju. I thought, I thought there were going to be other ones, but you're just saying those ones are yeah, kind of Yeah, it's, it's just a classification. So right. those are all kaiju, and that uh, dai kaiju is those three. Yeah. Um, and others. Um, you have kaijin, which is used to refer to kaiju found in the uh, tokusatsu media, which okay. is live action films or TV with heavy special effects. Sure. Um, and um, kaijin um, translates to monster man. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, examples usually include things like Villains of the Week from the likes of Kamen Rider and Power Rangers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, okay. so that's a kaijin, like a monster man that like... Yeah. Yeah. The, and then that, that um, tokatsu media is that's the like uh, every time someone gets hit, huge sparks and like explosions and everyone rolls away when they Great. get punched and stuff yeah. like that. Kind of like live action, but mad special effects. In it, yeah, generally. basically live action anime. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's quite cool. Um, it's fun. It's campy. Yeah. Um, and then the Ultraman series also, f- which is like a really long um, term, sort of ongoing series from Japan, um, superhero show, mm-hmm. also featured their own thing called Ultra Kaiju, and they were just monsters from that show. Okay. Um, and then you have uh, Seijin, which are aliens or extraterrestrials who appear in those series, um, usually also in sort of crappy rubber suits, oh, okay. which... Um, we're going to touch on now. Ooh. So, have you ever seen any of the animation of like a kaiju? Like you've seen? I feel like I've seen clips, like in amongst other stuff. But I've yeah. never, like I said, I've never like watched any of the movies or anything like that. No, nor I. But how would you? How would you describe like what they look like? I don't. I don't know that I could. I, I don't think I've seen enough to really do it justice. Okay, fair enough. Have you ever seen the movie Crank? Oh. Jason Statham. Yeah, but I do not remember much of it. Don't worry about them. Okay, <laughs> so kaiju movies were revolutionary in pioneering a new technique to animate their monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Western studios were using sort of stop motion, uh, claymation, yep. which was hugely time-consuming, really labor-intensive. Yeah. Um, think of things like, uh, do you know who Ray Harryhausen is? Uh, it rings a bell, but... So, so he's a famous animator. Sure. Um, and you might know him from the original like Clash of the Titans and Jason of the Argonauts. Um, so he animated like the skeletons and stuff in that. Okay. And it's really cool. And it's quite, it's quite charming. I really like Ray Harryhausen stuff. It just looks really good. Mm. Um, 
but it is so much work like yeah. so so much work yeah. um but um, is it is it stop motion yeah it is yeah, yeah. and it's it's painstaking oh, like, it's, I've, it's, I've, it's phenomenally impressive but yes you're yeah, absolutely right well, it's it's impressive when you see one and you don't quite realize it's stop motion but then you when you do you're like oh this person moved this thing a fraction of an inch and then took a photo yeah. and then did that for hours and it made two seconds of footage yeah <laughs> like again i'm very impressed by it but yeah. also fuck that yeah um so eg uh eg uh Tsubaya. Uh, Eiji Tsubaraya mm-hmm. Tsubaya was in charge of the special effects of the first Godzilla movie. Okay. And instead of animating, he decided to make creature suits for which the actors could just sort of wear and inhabit. Yeah. yeah. So from there, what they do is then they build like scaled down sets that you're probably familiar with when you see them do fights. Yeah, yeah. To sort of create the illusion of... Stomping around a city. Exactly yeah. right, yeah. It creates the illusions of giant creatures in a, in a cityscape. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're bigger than a skyscraper and all mm. that sort of shit. Um, that was so, like, a, what was it? A Team America World Police. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this one scene where there's like a fireball that goes down an alley that like basically travels down a street horizontally. Mm-hmm. And the way they did that is they made a model of the city and then oriented it so it was basically like it was coming off the wall. So the city was basically like vertical. Mm-hmm. And then they shot a flame jet up yeah. and put the camera at the top. So it looked like it was going down the street, but it's all about yeah perspective and models and miniaturization. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of strikes me as some similar sort of ideas. What a nice to look that. behind the lens. Yeah. Lovely. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know why Lovely. I even brought, didn't know I even drew attention to that look behind the lens because that's literally what this is. Yeah. Um, so the, Lovely. <laughs> hmm, nice. Um, so the suits they would be made uh, suits for the kaiju actors to inhabit were made of like thick rubber and latex and they'd be mm. pretty stiff uh, and difficult to move in. Like the suits or the actors? E latex fetish. That's what hey. they've got. All that. Hello. <laughs> you can do Frank Walker then. <laughs> Hello. Frank Walker. So I can't do Rodan, but I can do Frank Walker. Yeah. Well, Frank Walker's easy. Oh, yeah? Off yeah. you go. Hello. Mm. <laughs> nah, too polite. Bit too Pauline Hanson. Um, <laughs> let's get off this train. Don't know why I went for her. Just picked a name. Yeah, well. Um, that's the second racist we've mentioned. Why does race come up so much in this show? Don't say it because it's me. Because they're idiots and they're fun to make fun of. Yeah, it's a really good point. There you go. Yeah. Um, so Saved th- it. E. Uh, so yeah, as these seats be pretty stiff and difficult to move in, filming was performed at double speed, and then they and then slowed down, show yeah. at normal speed, so that the movement looked less jerky and more smooth. Right, so they're like basically shooting at a higher frame rate mm-hmm. than they produce at the end. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that uh, like the really jerky motions would be like slowed down, smoothed out. Yeah. So it would look like they were ginormous and moving, like. Yeah. A big thing doesn't move as fast as a small thing, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was all combined with like puppetry as well to obtain shots that were just sort of physically impossible for human beings to perform. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then whereas like American incarnations of Godzilla have all used CGI yeah. since since the nineteen ninety eight Matthew Broderick yeah. version. Um, and don't get me wrong, like you can do CGI well mid nineties, not so much. But mm. I. I really appreciate when they go for like the practical effects side mm-hmm. and they fucking nail it. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, like look if, at Star Wars. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you go back and look at the original Star Wars I films, got you, fam. Um, like the stuff they do in there, even now, some of it you can spot, but some of it it's like, how did they even pull that off? Yeah, in some cases, it's wicked. Yeah, I, I have seen some like behind the scenes stuff and the, the models and shit they made. Yeah. It is really cool. So like, this is all very. Um, probably like quite closely revolutionary just mm. to like probably influence the, the animation they did on yeah. Star Wars and stuff. But yeah, so like while the, while the American ones have used CGI, um, CGI and stop motion have only sort of started to creep into the Japanese ones. Right. So uh, across multiple eras, even up to today, the suits have been used in Japan to yeah. make kaiju movies. Well, it, it does give it a different look. It does. It's very distinctive mm. and it is a little bit cheesy and a little bit like crappy, but it's probably a lot cheaper. Well, CGI is pretty cheap now. Yeah, but it's, al- but it's also like it's a different, um, it's a different like choice in the in the movie and yes. the tone. It's that a you it's have. a directorial choice. Yeah, because you have like, yeah, the costumes and the stop motion, all that stuff does give it that kind of campy flavor. Whereas if it's all CGI, it's like, yeah, you're trying to be too serious about it. But do you know this is really funny actually? Because like, and by funny, I mean this is going to be a really dry observation that I'm going to make mm. and not at all comedic value. But. Um, <laughs> 
Great on a comedy podcast. Hey, um, give it a shot. In this is way. what I always think about. So I watched Torchwood once. Okay. Torchwood once. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, and I thought on that that they done a job of the CGI that wasn't quite very good. Mm. So as a result, it looked a little bit like they were trying and hadn't quite got it right. Right. Whereas Doctor Who is a bit more. They use a lot of practical stuff, right? That's it. Yeah. And I think they probably do in Torture as well. It's just this episode I saw. Yeah. And yeah, Doctor Who is a lot more happy to lean into practical effects mm. and stuff like that. And I always thought that that, while a little bit cheesier and campier in tone as a result, it felt more genuine. Yeah. The other thing too is like if you're going down the CGI road and you do that thing where you try to make it look bad as a like tonal choice, that's so easy to get wrong. Yeah, where it just seems like you you're kind of taking the piss. Well, what's it's that that's that's like true of any artistic medium. Like trying to do something purposefully badly, it, but but in a way that's good. Yeah, is so it's, difficult. Yeah, because it's like it's like when you're being ironic and only you know it. Yeah, then you're just saying Whereas annoying if you go, things. Where if you go and like do practical effects stuff, it's like it's just going to look that way. Mm. You kind of don't have a choice to a certain extent. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like there's a way to do practical effects really well, but oh, it's, yeah. it's it's it's, it's a, there's a way. That practical effects, it's easier to make it sort of charmingly bad. Yeah. 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 I think it's kind of cool. Mm. Um, yeah, the last thing I was going to say was that that, that technique has been uh, dubbed Suitmation. Great. Which uh, I really okay, like. Yeah. Suitmation. Really can. <laughs> I'm just now picturing like dudes in suits stomping around a city <laughs> and just like, ha ha ha. It's <laughs> a, a big metaphor for capitalism, Mike. <laughs> it is, but I'm not going to. No, I don't no. want to do that. <laughs> you big communist. Yes. That's what everyone knows about you. Yep. I love communism. As you sit behind your wall of stuff that you love. <laughs> um, which will make sense if anyone's looking at any of the footage, but otherwise, not yeah. a clue. Um, so to give you an idea of like the scale of the kaiju movies and stuff like the franchises, so over 150 kaiju movies have been made. Um, over what sort of time? Like since the 50s, yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Which is still like just under uh, three a year yeah that's what I was like it's say. a decent run yeah um uh, it's just over two a year at this point yeah. i forget that it's not the year 2000 yeah um but um yeah like and that's the mostly out of japan yeah and they're 90 percent of the uh, of the x versus blank variety yeah which i'm a big fan of um so for example i'm just going to pick at random here godzilla versus hedera but godzilla versus gigan godzilla versus megalon who became like a Godzilla uh, fucking ally, and he's like a megalodon, and his job basically in the later Godzilla movies was to get his ass kicked before Godzilla arrives and Finn fucks shit up. Okay. Um, I like Megalon and Gargan. Anyway, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Ter- Terror of Mechagodzilla. Return of Godzilla. Godzilla versus Biolante, which sounds good. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, Mothra, Mechagodzilla 2, Space Godzilla, uh, all one word, which I love. <laughs> Space Godzilla. Versus Dis- uh, Destroyer, and Destroyer spelled D-E-S-T-O-R-O-Y-A-H. Now that is a rapper name if ever Destroyer. I heard Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Godzilla 2000, Millennium. Godzilla versus <laughs> Megagyrus. Uh, like, it, Godzilla 2000, Bicentennial, man. It's all like this. Like, it's it's Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. And these this is, by the way, getting into... So, like, Godzilla versus Megagyrus, 2000. Godzilla, Tokyo SOS, 2003. Godzilla, oh, okay. Final Wars, 2004. It wasn't, was it? Because then Shin Godzilla, 2016. Yeah. But then, like, on top of all that, you have, like... Um, yeah, like, the American ones. You have the non-Godzilla stuff. Like, just yeah. things like Conga, Reptilicus, Goro... Um, Gamera versus Gaios. Mm. Like there's Sharknado. Just, I, <laughs> interestingly, yeah, Sharknado yeah. is a Koji movie. <laughs> I guess uh, it is. Uh, and I wish I'd seen it. It's just ridiculous. Well, have you seen uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? No. Another Koji movie. I think I've seen the one clip where, like, doesn't the shark launch out of the ocean and eat a plane out of the sky? I, I, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen that clip. Pretty solid. <laughs> but yeah, like, so. Like, like I said, I mean, this is just the Wikipedia article of Koji movies. There's over 150 on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is mad. That's a lot. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, and then when you consider that on top of that, there are more than 50 TV shows about Kaiju. Yeah. Including Marine Kong, which that just sounds... Water gorilla. Yeah. Or potentially serves in the Marines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hoorah. <laughs> um, there have been um, tens of games about um, 
Tens of games sounds really lackluster. Yeah, shut up. I look, I try to make that a bigger number than it actually is because I've just written the word 10 plus. Yeah, more than 10. <laughs> but 10 isn't a large Could number. We've discussed there's more than 30 Final Fantasy games. That's true. Um, so there's more than 10 games about Kaiju, not to mention um, comic book series, which I, obviously like ongoing forever. I, th- this is actually relevant. One of my favorite video game names ever. I'm probably going to get slightly wrong, but it's basically Peter, Peter Jackson's, Jackson's King, King Kong, Kong, the movie, the, the game. video game. I yeah. knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we discuss that almost every time we yeah. hang out. Because it's like, in big letters, it says King Kong, and then above it, like, there's a line. Above it, it says Peter Jackson's. Then under it, it says the movie, the game. It's just the dumbest name. He was really fucking riding that wave of yeah. Lord of the Rings, wasn't he? Yeah, he still is. Yeah, he made three Hobbit movies, I for Christ's sake. a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, for um, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Is Peter Jackson involved? I don't know, but the country of New Zealand is. I wish they'd stop. I mean, it's just a bit much. Yeah, got that and lamb, boys. And the All Blacks. They're very good at rugby. Great. You've got three things. Yeah. We're a small country. Fuck off. So are we. How many people live in the UK? It's a nice place to live. How many people? Six, four million. Yeah, ours is like four and a half. Melbourne is that many people. Yeah, it's like Scotland. Yeah. (laughs) Look. Look, Look, Come on. A lot of it is good, though. Oh, yeah. But have you ever gone through Wellington Airport when they've got all the bullshit up? Like, they've got the giant golem head looking out over the terminal? I've never been to Wellington. That's fine. Um, I'm going to Auckland again in December. Well, that's not Very the same excited. place. Uh, it's basically the same place. You yeah, told me it's a small country. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to hire a car and go to Hobbiton. You should, actually. I really should. Yeah. Anyway, um, tens of games. Um, yes. A comic book series of which have been going for ages, like including the Godzilla comic, which has been running since 1976, which you consider probably a weekly comic. So yeah. it's probably a fuckload wow. of Godzilla comics. Yeah. So like, like the same series the whole way through? Yep. Wow. Which, like, you consider how mad, like, that is, it literally was like, it's a stopgap. I need to make a movie. And, and the cultural impact yeah. has been fucking ginormous. Yeah. And then recently, the whole kaiju thing has been reinvigorated through movies like uh, Pacific Rim. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, the MonsterVerse series, and as well as things like, a, a, actually written down here, Megashark vs. Giant Octopus, yeah. and the many, 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 many sequels. Yeah. Um, like, realistically, you could think of Transformers as probably like a kaiju movie. Oh, and yeah, kaiju I'd say series. That that's more like straight mecha sort of mecha kaiju. stuff. Well, yeah, actually, thinking about it, mecha yeah, is, its, a, own is its own genre. Yeah. But I mean, that's probably inspired by kaiju stuff as well, thinking yeah. about it. I, th- I think, like, there's a, there's a point of, like, uh, commonality there that probably came from a single yeah, place absolutely yeah. so shared ancestry yeah um and then like think about how many like think about uh, attack on titan which is considered to be one of the best animes of all time which mm-hmm. is very much a kaiju mo- uh, yeah. thing there's loads of things out there yeah. it, 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 like i say for a man that was like well let's put a movie out i guess yeah the whoops <laughs> yeah like the whoops fucking ripple the effect <laughs> yeah it's been wild yeah so it's kind of cool yeah um there are there are some like um some themes, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that I kind of wanted to touch on. Yep. Excuse me. <laughs> Burp on. I've got a bit in here that I actually wish that I had mentioned earlier. I forgot that I put it down there and hadn't slotted it in. That's okay. Mention it now. Um, so the first film um, of two kaiju battling each other, which again is like a massive thing that kept going on yeah. and on and on. It was 1955's Godzilla versus uh, Angurius. And... Um, Actually, that wasn't in the movie. That's who he fought, excuse me. The movie was called Godzilla Raids Again, which is a great name, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but yeah, it was the first time they had two kaiju battling each other, and that became such a massive theme mm-hmm. throughout. So like, that was a year after the initial Godzilla film. They were like, well, you know what's good at a kaiju? Do you know what's gooder than a kaiju? More than one. Much gooder. Yeah. And then they had, maybe these kaiju could punch each other. Ooh. In a small scale down city. Yes. Um, so they were like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. Yeah, here's a pile of money. Yeah, it was <laughs> wicked. Um, so yeah, it became a common theme. Other themes, um, more sort of semantic themes, like wider okay. metaphorical themes I wanted to look into. Um, nuclear fears. Yeah. And th- th- I, these are yeah, observations kinda, of my own, yeah. to be honest with you, but I think they're all accurate. So mm. nuclear fears is a really important one, mm. I think. Um, Japanese isolationism. Yeah. So a lot of these are Japan being attacked or something protecting Japan from attack. Yeah. Okay. That's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, protection of sovereignty again, like kind of like that. Sort of idea, yeah, yeah. Like at um, uh, defending Japan against external invaders. Mm-hmm. And um, another really big theme is the sort of nature versus mankind thing. Yeah. So often on the kaiju will be a writing force of nature. They'll be coming in to fuck shit up on right. behalf of Mother Nature. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's that's kind of like a, an ongoing thing with Koji is that, like, what has mankind done? Time to redress the balance. Yeah, it's kind of like the planet fighting back in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I actually think in the 1998 one, and the Sealing 1 contest, because anyone I've seen, mm. the reason Godzilla exists, it was a fallout from a nuclear waste or something right, created okay. him. Yeah. Um, there was just like a little, little sea lizard and it got wicked big. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, um, Boston resident uh, Mark Wahlberg. Um, yeah, <laughs> famous Bostonian. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. Like you know, it was um, it was a whole like we created this, or mm. it was sent by nature to give us a bit of a kick up the ass for what we did. Yeah. So, which is very much like a bit of a big two fucking fingers to American nuclear proliferation, which I. I kind of agree with. Yeah. And also Japan took the biggest brunt of that ever. So well, yeah. I'm not fucking surprised they were pretty mad about it. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's um, that's me and that's uh, Kaiju. Mm. And as a very tall man, that is me. Yes. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't fulfill our contractual obligations to ourselves by dropping in. There's a really good Simpsons episode. Of course. Um have you seen the Halloween episode where all the like ad hoardings come to life? I don't like, think so. I honestly haven't seen a lot of the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Oh, they're great. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen I've seen some of them. But Fair enough. Yeah, not I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, so they basically the ad hoardings come to life and start attacking the town, including the Lard Lad Donuts thing. And then right. like at the end of it, Homer's like looking at the Lard Lad Donuts. And they're basically the way to kill them was to not look at them because oh. advertising requires attention. Yes. Um so Lisa goes and hangs out with this guy who makes a jingle. And it's just like, they make a song uh, and it's like, just don't look, just don't look. It's like the, the hook. Uh-huh. Um, so everyone stops looking and they start falling down. They, they have this really funny bit where they like, they start turning away from them and then the ads are like smashing stuff up and then they always one look and the crowd's not looking at them and they're like, hey, and they like start smashing harder, but like still looking at the crowd, like pay attention. Yeah. And then they all just start to fall over and die. But then Homer's like still staring at the lard lad donuts guy because he's holding a big donut. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good, good episode. Yeah. But yeah. So Kaiju made it into the Simpsons but of course everything made it into the Simpsons because the Simpsons has made so many episodes now and also touches on so many pieces of everything culture yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah that that's Kaiju well Michael yes any thoughts do you like the rest of society live in fear of us giants yes often good Uh, Jade and I I think should team up friend of the show Jade I don't know if he listens he's fucking better and what like hit small people uh, no, um, build a scale model of a city oh, and then yeah. fight in it. You should do that. That'd be fucking wicked, yeah. actually. Um, I, yeah, I honestly do now want to go and maybe watch a couple of these movies. Yeah, I'd um, be totally up for that. Even just to like get a little bit of exposure to some of that stuff. Imagine I got to be to do that quite high. Mm. Um, just watching, um, you know, big kaiju crushing things not kaiju crush that's a great no, we bit. could drink kaiju crush while watching a kaiju movie. okay so that's happening isn't it yeah we're gonna do this because that sounds yep. like a great time yeah um but yeah so yeah any thoughts on kaiju or anything like that um Just, nah not really no i mean it, it i've always like yeah i've been aware of it and kind of thought it it all looked pretty cool but i just never got around to watching it that's literally why yeah. i haven't seen it I, th- I think i think my takeaway from this actually to be perfectly honest with you is that um Again, massive weeb moment, but you mm-hmm. need to check out some Japanese movies, man. There's yeah. some great ones. And yeah, I want yeah, to yeah. check out that ramen movie, and I want ramen. And I yeah. wish I didn't just just click order on my Mexican. <laughs> I wish I'd then rethought it and ordered and got some. ramen. Why don't I get Japanese? I'm talking about kaiju. Elliot, you fucking moron. Anyway. You fucking shithead, Elliot. It's <laughs> your job. That's a peep show reference. Oh, um, yes. I know the one, actually. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, that was kaiju. Yeah, um, I've, I've enjoyed that. Thanks. Um, hope that other people at home have enjoyed it or wherever they I've, listen to their podcasts. Tell you what, I enjoyed that beer too. Yes, that Good was Lord. really good. I'm yeah. going to get more of that. It yeah. wasn't cheap, but I think it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm disappointed mine's all gone, basically. Just come to Bottle House and get some. Well, yeah, okay. Perfect. Alternatively, I can get you some. I mean, I, I can, know a guy. I, I can too. I know where to buy beer. Shh. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Mike. Let's say hypothetically people did like the show. Mm-hmm. How might they consume more of our content? Well, there's a few ways. And I'm glad you've prompted me because it's reminding me to read the 
read the information out. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Running order. We've got a uh, bit of a presence on social media um, across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All, Slowly growing. It's getting there. Um, all using the username Hebrew Podcast, or one word. Um, if you want to email us. That'd um, be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would... We would really appreciate that because at the moment it's just Twitter telling me who else I should follow on Twitter, and I don't oh, care. Um, it's it's kind of tragic. Well, it's it's more because like I think you tagged the podcast and something, and then someone you work with replied to that tweet. It's all just accountants. Did you get um, <laughs> a little a little excited boner thing when you get an email like it's from the it's to the Hebrew account? And you're opening yeah. it, it's Twitter, and you're like, no. I usually just like because it's a notification on my phone, just swipe it away. So I'm like, no, thank you, I don't care. Have you considered turning off those notifications via email? I've thought about it, and then I forget about it almost immediately. And Fair enough. They keep coming. Anyway, uh, if you want to email us, maybe uh, you know you got an idea for stuff we should talk about, or yeah. beers we should drink, or you got some feedback. Yeah, feedback, any any kind of information. Um, you can email us at hello at heybrew.zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the website also being heybrew.zone. Mm-hmm. There's some handy links on there to go and subscribe to us on various different podcast services. Yeah, um, I'm not going to list them all here because I forget which ones are up there. But okay, so I'm just going to say that the big ones are there. You got yeah. you got your iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. You've got your iTunes. You've got your Pocket Cast. You've got your Stitcher. Spotify. You've you got, got Spotify, your Stitcher. Yeah. And if you're using... That's safe. You've you, got that. That's in the bag. Yes. That's um, going to be a reference to a British game show from <laughs> no the late seen. 80s, early 90s. You're all welcome. That's number wang. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not that far off. No. And also, that voice that I did, I just realized, was actually a Mitchell and Webb voice. Oh. It was. Um, the other thing I'll say is if you like the show, uh, we would really appreciate reviews on iTunes. Yeah, we've got some star reviews and we really liked yeah. that, so we really appreciate it. Yeah. I understand a couple of you have also tried to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. You have to leave it on iTunes. And also someone tried to leave one and they said, I don't think it's gone through. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> John, if you do want to give us a <laughs> review on iTunes, that would be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, stars are good. Words are even nicer. Yeah, I think other... And we'll treat you to a beer when we see you. Yeah, to be fair, I think... For the first few people, not forever. I think some other podcast platforms also have, like, reviews built into them now. I think maybe Spotify does. It does it, because I couldn't find anything. I don't know. Um, If it does, do that. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going to assume that on no matter which service you're using, reviews help, I guess, boost the signal. Yeah, like, we don't like begging, but the iTunes reviews genuinely do make a difference. And like I say, we're not trying to do this for a living. We'd like other people to enjoy it. If you enjoy yeah. it, we'd like other people to too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice wholesome way to round that out. I'm just checking. Got to get forgot. that koala mattress money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all of that. I haven't forgotten anything. Nah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, this has been Hey Brew, episode something <laughs> yes. uh, around Kaiju. Uh, I've been Elliot. And I continue to be Mike. Mm. Despite all my best efforts. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you mean you want to do another episode? Let's do another episode. But we've got to wait for your food to show up.